0: In this episode, we introduce you to Danica Sanchez. Danica is a nurse who began her nursing career in 2018 with time spent in both the NICU and in postpartum. This gives her a unique perspective into the relationships and bonding processes between parents and babies. Education is her passion. She not only enjoys educating parents on caring for their newborns, but continues to learn about new theories and new evidence-based practices with regards to parenting and newborns. If you are pregnant, a grandparent, a caregiver of events, or you know someone who falls into these categories, you want to listen to this one through to the end. Enjoy.
1: Well, we have with us Donica Yes. We are excited to have you here with us. Welcome to Earring Thank you.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, great. Well, so um, tell us, up until
1: now, people have figured out how to care for an infant on their own. Mm -hmm. So what has changed?
2: (laughs) Technically, nothing has changed. Obviously, we can still figure it out on our own. But what's changed is a couple of things. One, uh, a lot of times we have less help around than we used to. We're okay. not living next door to our mom's, dad's, cousins, aunts, and grandmas, okay. so there's fewer people around. So we're doing more on our own. We also have a lot more working parents who are trying to split their time between raising a child and still trying to go leave the house to go to work, and we're learning more and more about the long-term benefits and detriments to how we're raising our babies. Mm. So if we are in a stress-filled home, we're causing stress on our babies and that could lead to some long-term effects. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is make the whole process a little easier on everybody, a little more enjoyable, a little less stressful, Mm -hmm. and hopefully better outcomes for everyone. Okay, so
1: what you're describing as we've gotten more information, valid information, the practices have changed because we have more knowledge and uh, certainly that makes
2: sense. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the difference between what you do and what a babysitter or nanny does. Nannies and babysitters
2: will help you with the child, generally with the care of the child in that they are taking care of the child for you or instead of you. What we are doing is coming in and we want to teach you the better ways to do things yourself. Um, The best ways to handle them, the best ways to hold them, the best ways to bathe them, that kind of stuff, giving you more of the knowledge of how to do things in a better way and hopefully help you be able to kind of set up your own schedule and routines with your child sooner than if you were trying to figure it out on your own. Mm -hmm. All of myself and my employees are all registered nurses as well. And we all have experience in um, NICU, which is the neonatal intensive care unit and or postpartum or mother baby, which is moms and babies after the baby's born. So we have a lot of experience. We're staying on top of evidence-based practice and all the new things. And um, we're really here to help the parents become more comfortable in the parenting role. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: well,
1: yeah, that's a big difference between uh, <laughs> what you do in a babysitter. So is there really a wrong way to bathe a baby or change a diaper?
2: The word wrong might be a slight exaggeration, uh, but there are better ways to do things than the way we have been doing them. For instance, Uh, putting a baby into a warm bath of water sounds wonderful to us, but it really stresses the babies out. Not because there's water. It's not the water that stresses them, but the fact that they have so much space to move around that they're Mm -hmm. not used to. If you think about where they came from, they were curled up in a little ball in mommy's belly. And even if they stretched out an arm or a foot, it kind of bounced right back to them. There were boundaries. So that's what they still want. Even when they come out. So there's something called swaddle bathing, where you can wrap the baby up tightly. So they feel that containment and that safety, but you still can bathe them, get the bathing done in a much less stressful way. And they tend to enjoy it a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you're explaining that, I'm sitting here saying that makes perfect sense. Not sure why I never thought of that, but um, (laughs) it's very helpful. So thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. In fact... the the containment stuff and the keeping them swaddled, really, the more you can do it in general, the happier the baby's going to be, uh, even with diaper changing. So if you are laying your baby on the changing table, again, they're out in open space. They're flailing their arms. They're flailing their legs. They don't like it. But if you can swaddle even the arms, keep the arms swaddled in, while you're changing the diaper, a lot of times you can keep them much more comfortable and they won't be quite so um, agitated and and crying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And less chance for accidents.
2: (laughs) This is, this is true as well. Always, always want to decrease those if possible. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so you mentioned it earlier, evidence-based practice, but what does it mean in terms of newborn care? So evidence-based practice is all of the new information that's coming out based on
2: a lot of years of research, but also a lot of years of observing new ways and new techniques of doing things. So evidence-based practice is shaping the way that we're dealing with babies from here on out. So the whole containment thing I was just talking about, that's a fairly new phenomenon. That's something that, you know, Mm -hmm. Lou, you were saying, you never thought about that before. Nobody thought about that before. It wasn't something that was on people's radar. And I think what's happening is that as babies are able to be born earlier and earlier and earlier, um, you know, right now, viability is actually 23 weeks. Mm. So a baby can be born at 23 weeks gestation and still have a chance of, of having a regular life but, but there's a lot more that needs to be taken into consideration when mm-hmm. taking care of that baby at 23 weeks, right. 28 weeks, 32 weeks. And so we're learning a lot more about babies in general and newborns and, and kind of what they need and what, what can help make them feel more comfortable and be less stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. stress. I mean, we, we all have heard stress is killing all of us. We, <laughs> we're we all killing ourselves by being stressed, yeah. right? It's not good for our hearts. It's not good for our anything. So. Right. Why would we expose our babies to it? Why don't right. we start at birth with reducing as much stress as we can whenever we can? We can't always reduce or completely eliminate it, but let's, you know, manage it when we can and and give everyone a little, a little leg up.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
2: So um,
1: you referenced your NICU experience and, and uh, you know, the breadth of experience you and your colleagues have. But can you talk to us a bit about how are babies that have been in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, different from those who have not been in that unit?
2: Yes, that's a great question. So like I mentioned, babies are being born earlier and earlier and still having great survival rates and and a chance at at relatively normal lives. However, a baby that is born early still needs needs to do all the developing that they would have done in mom's tummy. They just have to do it in the outside world. Well, Mm -hmm. in mom's tummy, it was a steady temperature. Um, it was dark. It was quiet. You know, there were a lot of things the baby didn't have to worry about. They didn't have to regulate their blood sugar because they were getting a constant supply of food. They didn't have to regulate their temperature because mom was doing that for them. So once the babies are out here, they have to manage that more. We help them, you know, we help them with heated isolates and things like that, but it still takes more energy on their part because they have a lot more they have to deal with than if they were still just in mom's belly. So it's, it's a lot more watching little things like that with the preemie babies. And even if you have a baby that wasn't the NICU and is now going home, they Uh still might be going home earlier than that full term 40 weeks gestation. So there might still need to be a few of those, you know, not really loud noises or not really bright lights for a little while, while they're still developing the last, you know, bits of those sensations. Mm. Okay.
0: Wow. I mean, there's a lot more, but we,
2: yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't have time.
0: (laughs) 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 I could talk all day. We could talk about all of that. Yeah Very this good, is great bro. information it really is. it really is so thank you so much i mean this is all and it all makes sense right it's like yeah, how have we managed <laughs> <laughs> right and and again
2: we we have managed and we can yeah. still manage the other yeah. part i think that's kind of difficult is social media right yeah. there all of this information i'm giving you is out there but so are 10,000 other pieces of information right right, that right. may or may not be accurately, you yeah. know, accurate or good for the babies. So it's sorting through information that gets to be the hard part. So yeah. that's yeah. another place where someone like us or your pediatrician can come in handy yeah. where we can help you sort through that info and kind of help decide what might work best for you and your family. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So um we hear a lot about the maternal instinct, right? But what about parents who have used surrogacy or, you know, same sex parents, do they have any maternal or paternal instinct there?
2: I love this question. I love, love, love this question, because this is also something that we're learning more about just, you know, now that there is evidence showing that there is such thing as paternal instinct as well. So Mm -hmm. for dads out there. Um, the maternal instinct comes from the fact that the baby is physically bonded with the mom for nine months Mm. or eight or seven or six, but it's that physical connection that kind of boosts that maternal instinct. However, if there is a dad that has been involved in this pregnancy and talks to the baby while the baby's still in the belly and is involved, they absolutely can develop a paternal instinct as well, or just kind of develops on its own, I suppose. Mm-hmm. As for surrogacy, this is an this is kind of um a part of the industry that I'm I'm so interested in and there's still so much research happening here, but it can go either way. Some surrogate parents bond instantly because they've been anticipating this baby mm-hmm. for so long that yeah. they may as well have been the one, you know, pregnant. Right. Other surrogate other surrogate parents may struggle. They may struggle with that bond because it wasn't physically, you know, their delivery or something like that. So it's, I can't say it's one or the other, but both are possible. And Mm -hmm. it's just dealing with everyone individually in each individual circumstance, each individual couple and, or, or single parent and seeing what their needs are and where they are meeting them where they are and then seeing how we can help them move forward. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay.
1: So what are some skills that people don't think of when they think of newborn care?
2: Hmm, there's so many. Uh, The one thing I think what I've mentioned already are some things people don't think about is the containment we already talked about, Um, but also things like noises. So, you know, we try to keep really loud noises away from the babies, which is good, but mostly it's because we want them to sleep. But we're we're okay with you know Aunt Jojo coming up and being like oh you know, like that really high pitched voice Uh um in your baby's face. And we can't help it sometimes. Like I get it. I love babies are my people. I am drawn to babies, (laughs) but and so our instinct is kind of to do the like in their faces. But that is stressful to them. Yeah. Not just the high pitch. Yeah, but if you think about energy, like a lot of people. Uh, really into animals, right? Your energy around your animals makes a big difference. Babies are the same. Babies can feel that energy. So if you're coming in with a really powerful, like, bah, energy, that is going to stress the babies out or scare them or startle them. So what Mm. you need to do, you can still say, oh my gosh, you're the cutest little boo-boo-boo. Look at those cheeks and the toes. But notice my pitch was lower. Yeah. I spoke a little softer, a little slower. Um, the energy of it was different, even though the words were the same. Not that it matters. They don't know what we're saying anyway. They don't know the words, yeah. but yeah. they know the energy. They can but feel the energy.
0: They they don't know. But I, I will have to tell you that I didn't allow anyone to speak to my baby that way. I'm like, oh. use full sentences. And talk, <laughs> don't goo goo ga my baby. You know, I was a yeah. little bit crazy though, but I read all the parent parenting books which is where I got that from you know so mm-hmm. my husband said that I was a little over the top when it came to 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 her and that, <laughs> that experience so but I'm curious though tell me this yeah what kind of response do you get from family members especially grandmothers right do you get eye rolls when you're coming mm-hmm. in you know providing that newborn education to 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 the mothers and and um you know, the parents, and um, do do they, why, how do those family members respond to this new age advice?
2: That is a, that's a very interesting question. So I, it's oftentimes that when parents ask us in, it's because they would rather not have their own parents there. So the baby's grandparents (laughs) there and it's not anything against grandparents, grandparents, (laughs) you know, have been through it and whatever, Yeah, but also grandparents knew how to do it 40 years ago, not right Right. right now. So a lot of our parents, we, we really like to kind of just meet with them at -hmm. least at the beginning and Mm -hmm. let them get comfortable first and also help them decide what rules they want to set. I don't think you're crazy for wanting people to speak complete sentences. It's unusual. And that's why people were like, what? But um, like you said, <laughs> yeah. you read their, you read their research. It was not yeah. wrong. Also, right. it's hard to speak complete sentences with a baby talk voice. So you kind of, you know, right. you can't walk in and go, oh my gosh, I thought you were, you know, I don't know. It's just harder to do. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I did have one set of parents who the grandmother was there, but she was so open. She was so open to our, to our information because she saw, we got called in for something specific. There was a baby mm-hmm. that was having some feeding troubles. He had been a NICU baby, had been home for about a week. Everything was fine. All of a sudden he stopped eating. So mm-hmm. we went into consult and I think because grandma saw how concerned mom was and mm-hmm. saw herself that the baby wasn't eating like he had been. And she was very open to everything we had to say. So it was wonderful. It was a, a great experience. Mm. but yeah, everyone's, everyone's going to react differently.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, um, those are all of the questions we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us here at Down Earrings Off. Do you have any parting words for our audience, Danika?
2: I first want to say, thank you so much for having me on. I love talking about this stuff and love getting information. Uh, That's obvious. Yeah. (laughs) If, if anyone does have any questions or wants to reach out about a situation, please don't hesitate. Um, our website is babystepsnursing.com. There is an inquire button on there, so you can always shoot us a message and and we'll uh, get back to you as soon as we can. Um, but that's really the best way to reach us. But I would say the last little bit of advice I like to give to people is please, please, please don't be afraid to ask questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Find someone you trust talk about the struggles you're having because I guarantee other people are having them too and find your resources of people who can help you.
1: Hmm. Okay, again, thank you so much. You've left us with a lot of excellent information that we know it's gonna be of great uh, benefit to our audience. So again, thanks for joining us here at Earrings Off and uh, take good care.
0: Thank you, you too.